0: Hi, I'm Donna Brendel, and I'm the host of I Should Say That Out Loud. Thank you for watching this week's episode. We are in season two, episode eight. And this is part three of a three-part series called Going Back to High School, which was inspired by the book that I'm reading by Tyler McNamer called Population One. I am an autistic adult. I've wondered about being autistic for about 15 years, and I've been diagnosed now for about four years but I always have been autistic and I always will be autistic. And my goal for this podcast and in life is to grow a greater awareness and support for the autistic community. This is a difficult task, but I do difficult things. So why don't we do this together? My final story about high school and band is not such a funny one, not funny at all, actually. It's very sad and traumatic. And I I was reminded of it not only by Tyler McNamer's book, but also by the movie. I, th- I don't know if it was a movie or a show or a series. I think it was a movie. But anyway, it's called Whiplash and it was made in 2014. And because I'm learning to play the drums now, somebody told me about this show or movie recently. I haven't watched it yet because it's too traumatic for me. I just. I've watched the preview of it, and I've watched a video of somebody analyzing this show. And just that alone was so traumatic, I still haven't brought myself to watch the show itself. So this show is about a jazz drummer in college who is in this, who's in this like, see, I don't know enough to explain it really well, but he's in this jazz band that's like, you have to be invited into it and you have to be really good and the director of this jazz band is toxic and abusive and harsh and it's hard for me to even talk about it but I I experienced a lot of that kind of treatment from my band director in high school and I didn't realize it at the time I had no idea I was oblivious I knew I knew it was uncomfortable but I didn't realize The level of abusiveness that it was until later in life and really until I watched this um, commentary on Whiplash and also I didn't realize it until I watched my friend Orion Kelly's podcast episode about mate crime he's from Australia so he calls it mate crime and The subtitle of his episode is Why Autistic People Are Targeted and How to Stop It. So, so like I said before, people with autism are very loyal and faithful to their friends and to the people that they care about, whether or not they are healthy for us or not. And Orion Kelly does, does such an amazing job of explaining how dangerous it is for people who have autism, especially if they don't have other people who care about them, who are looking out for them and protecting them. And in my high school days, my mom died when I was 10, so she wasn't there for me. And my dad was remarried a few times, so I had a stepmom on and off. But for the most part, and especially my senior year, I did not have a stepmom or a a parent in the house at all, my dad was an over-the-road truck driver, and he would leave on Sunday night and come home Saturday morning. So my sister and I were home alone all week as high school seniors, without supervision, without somebody to talk to and bounce ideas off of, like I'm going to go to state so I can see a boy, (laughs) or like college planning, or financial planning, adult planning, learning how to be an adult, learning how to become an adult. We didn't have anyone to have those conversations with. And I struggled a lot, and I think more than my sister, because of my autism, for not having that adult presence in my life to be able to have difficult conversations with. So I didn't have anyone to talk to about how I was being treated by this band director. And listening to Orion Kelly's podcast about mate crime took me back to, again, back to my high school days of this experience with this director and just how harmful it was to me. And thankfully, thankfully, it never got to a level that it could have gotten to and i was protected by i don't know i was protected not not by my own wisdom <laughs> um This is getting really deep and my mind's blinking. not really sure exactly what I wanted to say or where I was going, I'm trying to retrace my thoughts and calm my brain. High school days. <laughs> they were really difficult. I spent a lot of time in the band room because of how difficult it was for me to be in the lunchroom and be in social situations. I had a great experience in band especially with all of my bandmates all of the my fellow musicians and they're such a fun group. We had so many fun times. And they did help pull me out of my shell a little bit, especially when we were interacting musically and playing well together. And I learned that I'm a leader in band. I was first, um, I wasn't, Well, I was a section leader my freshman year. I was the band's secretary my sophomore year. I was the band treasurer my junior year and the jazz band librarian my junior year. I think my senior year too. And then I was the band president my senior year. And then I also won the John Philip Sousa Band Award as a senior, which is a really um, honorable thing to receive. I think the reason I was given that award is because I was able to break down the music that I struggled with. And practice it in a way that helped me get really good at the pieces of music we were playing. And I was able to take my lesson teacher's advice and spend all that time doing those foundational practices and exercises because I had all that extra time during my lunch hour. But then I transferred those skills to my fellow bandmates, especially my section, the other trombone players. And I invited them to practice with me at lunchtime or sometimes after lunch, if they were not available or didn't have the same lunch hour as me. And we would practice together our pieces for band, but also our solo and ensemble pieces. And I was invited to play in a lot of duets and quartets and ensembles. And I kind of was the leader in, in helping our group get better. And I remember one judge at one of the solo and ensemble competitions told me, well, he asked who like organized our practices and who worked to get us better. And I kind of, you know, raised my hand and said that would be me. And he said, he told me that I took an, a very average group of musicians and brought them to a higher level than they would have been at without my leadership and without my taking the time to care about our performance and to care about each person's individual performance so that we could play well together and interacting with people in an area that I'm super interested in. One of my special interests is easier for me to to relate to in a social situation than just small talk or talking about going to a party or a game or any you know normal high school social events but with band i i was serious and i talked about our music and i talked about our practices and i looked forward to the concerts and the performances and the competitions and i was always thinking about all of those things and working myself toward them to see the boy but also to play well in all of those events and to help my group and my fellow bandmates play better and be better musicians. And I felt the connection with them when I interacted with them in a leadership role. And I liked it. It was a time that I was able to feel connected to people my age, to people at all. and. I thrived in that situation and I kept repeating it because it felt so good and because I enjoyed improving my skills so much and watching other people improve in their skills because of a skill that I had that I could share and that they were interested to receive my help in. Whereas in, as in other areas or situations, I didn't have the courage or the confidence to, to do that, say in science class or gym class. My printer's going wild right now. Although later on, after high school, that skill of leadership did transition into my water skiing days on the water ski team, which I talked about in episode one. And then it also transitioned to my leadership in my different work environments in the nonprofit organization that I was involved in and in, in being a mom too. And so, High school, although it was as difficult as it was for me, was an amazing experience and helped me grow and prepare to be an adult, even though I didn't want to grow up and become an adult. It did that for me anyway, even without the adult presence in my life to really guide me and help me in that direction. But my special interest and all of the people around me who were also involved in that special interest, band really helped me grow as a person as a musician as an autistic person as a teenager as a young woman and i'm thankful for that and i'm thankful to you tyler mcnamer for being courageous enough to write your book so that i could relate to your stories and be brought back to my high school days and remember the good things and the bad things and how much i've grown and i hope that I can be an encouragement and an an inspiration to other people as well to learn more about yourself, talk to trusted adults about your ideas. (laughs) It's a great idea. (laughs) And get advice and practice, even if it's difficult to get um, your ideas out with words. However, you can do that whether it's writing or typing or just a few words here and there or full sentences or normal conversation push through. I would, I would encourage you to push through your fear and the difficulty that it is. And for parents to be patient for your teenagers to get these thoughts formulated in their brain and put words to it and get them spoken out loud so that you can help and guide them and love them through the difficult, very difficult transition of being a teenager into an adult. I would love to talk to you more about these things. I would love to hear your thoughts of where you struggle as a teenager or of where you struggle as a parent or an adult who is a coach or a teacher or an family member in a different way, grandparent, aunt, uncle, neighbor of a teenager with autism, and how you can help and encourage them to grow into their adulthood and to speak their mind and speak their thoughts out loud and to share their ideas and to get into their world of what they're struggling with, what they're enjoying, and how to help them grow in their special interests and in their skill sets and in their talents there's so much going on under the surface that I would love for people to be encouraged to be able to emote those things, express those things, explain those things, share those things, and also be patient enough to allow a young person to do all of those things. Patient, but also persistent and persevering in asking again and again and again, just because you don't get a response the first time you ask a teenager or a young young adult or even a child who has autism, just because you don't get a response the first time doesn't mean that they don't want to share. Maybe they just aren't able to share yet or haven't been able to process and put those things to words. So ask again, ask in a different way, ask when they're older, ask in a different situation a different environment when it's quieter after they've had time to think but keep asking and be patient as you ask and calm <sighs> calm and loving and i could just keep i could go on and on now now that my brain is back in gear um, know their love language learn their love language so that you can show your love for them In a way that they can receive it, whether it's with words of affirmation, physical touch, gifts, gift giving, time spent with them, or acts of service. If you know their love language and you can communicate to them through their top love language or their second, they'll be more able to hear your questions and your concern for them, and they'll be more able and desirous to respond and open their heart up to you. And then it'll be a beautiful exchange, a beautiful moment and a beautiful time that can be repeated and done over and over again. And the relationship can grow and build and both teenager and adult can grow and understand each other better. So please share your thoughts with me, your questions with me, how I can help you understand these ideas better and better equip you, whether you're a teenager or an adult, please subscribe to my channel and like this episode and listen to the other episodes and share them with your friends. I thank you so much for listening. I'm so encouraged by you. I hope you're encouraged by me. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.